I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fills exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of kingdom connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. I want to welcome Rebecca Carroll into the studio today. Rebecca is our media expert. Rebecca is first of all a Jesus follower, and secondly, she is loyal to her family, her husband, and her children. And thirdly, where you may have encountered her personally is on the KCBI radio talk show. She's the morning co-host there. Rebecca also has a podcast called Honest Conversations, which is a great title because there's absolutely no subject which is off limits. Everything from sex to racial tension, difficult passages of scripture to mental health. So if it's tough, she's talking about it. So Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We cannot wait to hear from you about media. Oh, well, I'm honored to be here. I've been in media for uh, about 25 years, so it is, it is my industry and I love it. Well, tell us why you love it and tell us a little about the inside look at what media is about. And maybe take us to what you see as some of the challenges sure. in the world of media these days. So I got my start, believe it or not, in uh, television news back in 1999, I think, and then moved into radio. And just because I will tell you, I was in my early, early 20s back then, and it was too much work. <laughs> So I wanted something that was just a little bit, uh, I, I think, more fun. And, you know, I was 20 back at the time. So now I've been in radio in the Dallas-Fort Worth market for 23 years. And it's always been, um, I am a trained journalist, but I've always done music radio. So country radio for 13 years, and now I am in Christian radio. And I've loved it. I'm also a, a writer and an author. And so print media is something I've got experience with as well. And I think one of the things that's really important to do, Linda, as we have this discussion is define the terms. Because media today is, is a whole different ball game than what it was. 25 years ago when I got my start. So if you think about the term media in and of itself, it's the plural form of medium. And a medium is simply a means or a platform of expressing a thought or an idea or a truth. And so when we look at media today, we have mainstream media, we have published media, we have print media, we have the blogosphere, we have social media, which has turned everyone into a self-journalist. And so the, the media that I have the most experience in is traditional media and, of course, primarily radio. But I would say if we are talking about media as in um, bringing news, bringing communication to a, a mass um, audience, mm -hmm. I, I, I would say something has happened in the past 10 years and that is a drop in integrity. 
And when I say a drop in integrity, I mean that on two fronts. Something's happened in our society where all of a sudden it's okay to hurl insults and sling mud. But then we've also seen a drop in integrity of, of craft. And so you probably read a lot of the same publications that I do, and it's not uncommon for me at least once a day to read something with errors and um, mis misquotes, uh, things that they have to go back and retract. And when I was training in journalism, wow, that, that just wasn't something that was acceptable. And so I would say we need to see an increase in integrity of character, but also integrity of craft. Wow, that's a great assessment of what we're observing, maybe without understanding uh, all of the ins and outs as you so eloquently describe them. Let me ask you this, speaking to that drop that you're referring to and what, is, what has happened, uh, maybe we can't analyze all of that exactly today, but what can we do to bring truth? Uh, what can we do to encourage truth, to um, level that back up? I mean... It's a huge subject. I realize that what I'm asking you, but do you have thoughts on practical? I do. I do. I think always the first thing we can do is we can simply model it. If if you are someone, if you're watching this right now because you're in media or you are mm -hmm. interested in media, I think particularly as Christians, we have a responsibility to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I try to do personally and publicly mm -hmm. is just model that integrity. I do not let my kids hurl insults. I don't let them talk about their friends behind their backs, and mm -hmm. I don't let them uh, say mean things on any kind of medium that would be hurtful to someone else. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's just a matter of simple integrity right there is we, we watch our words and we remember that things we can say in an offhand manner, something we can publish quickly like a tweet or a Facebook post can have long and lasting implications. And then the other thing is we can choose not to feed the fire. So Different publications are successful because people watch, people click. And so another thing that I, and it can be really difficult because sensationalism draws people, but when we remember that we actually support an organization by clicking on it and by consuming their content, you know, then then all of a sudden we have an onus of it. We have a responsibility for their success. And so I think those two things, just holding ourselves mm -hmm. to higher standards and then really vetting what it is that we are taking in and the media that we ourselves are consuming. You know, the spoken word or the written word is so powerful. And when you think about Jesus uh, being the word, um, that must be a very exciting calling that you have in media. Can you tell us uh, anything about your personal calling into media that would kind of unpack that? Yeah. So one of the things that we don't often think about, but the Bible itself is a medium. It is God's platform mm -hmm. for conveying his truth to us that right. went through, you know, first to Moses, then through the prophets and then through Christ and now through his Holy Spirit to us. And we have the written word. And so all of us in one sense or another, anytime we are conveying the words of Christ, uh, the words of God, we are ourselves a medium, <laughs> not in a hooky, spooky, spiritual kind of way, but we are a conveyor of truth. And I would say that 
for my personal calling, I received that in 2009. I was just in a, a really difficult place in my life. And this is going to sound strange, but I was in this strange little pocket where God had given me everything I'd asked for. And I know you're thinking, oh, well, <laughs> how terrible. How ter <laughs> I'm so sorry. But here's what, here's what the Lord did. He gave me everything I had asked for. And my bucket list was, <laughs> it was not impressive. It was, you know, I wanted to be married and I wanted, I wanted two kids. I wanted a boy and a girl and I wanted to live in a suburb and I wanted to sing on a praise team at my church and I wanted to work on a morning show in radio. And so here God had given me all these things and he allowed me to see how incapable they were of meeting that deepest need in my heart. Because the deepest need we have in our hearts is to know God and be known by God. And so it was in 2009, I had a, a, a personal crisis. I had um, a, a terrible season of anxiety and depression. And then uh, I, I just really sensed the Lord was calling me into ministry. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that started by blogging. And then because of the the... Uh, country station where I was working at the time was a, a high-profile country station. I started getting invitations to speak. And along the way, the Lord impressed on me that uh, the three big things that he was calling me to were to love others like Christ has loved us, to serve others as the king himself came not to be served, but to serve, and then to shine. And media has been my um, means of attempting to live a life that honors Christ and that draws people to him. So that was back in 2009. Um, now I've been at it for, I'm not a math girl, so what is that, 12 years? So um, yeah, just uh, attempting in every way that I can to glorify the Lord with any platform he gives me, not just a radio station, but through podcasting and through blogging and through speaking at events. I try very hard to, to glorify Christ in that manner. That is beautiful. I, I'm sure you do that. Uh, you are a new friend to me, and I'm so grateful to know you. I've loved everything I have heard you do uh, so far, but and I'm sure I will forever because I can see your heart is genuine. And uh, that is something the world is really hungry for, is someone who will be authentic and genuine. And your uh, vulnerability and willingness to open up your life and uh, share with us some of your struggles as well as your victories is a high compliment uh, to us. So we don't take it lightly. Well, I just scratched the surface. I mean, they're, they're, I got a whole bag of crazy if you ever want to go into that. <laughs> well, we'll do that next time. Okay. A whole bag of crazy. That would be great. What would you say um, to a young person, Rebecca, that's wanting to go into media during this time? What if they're a little gun shy just because it's gotten so dicey out there? What would you have to say? I am so glad you asked me that question, Linda, because that's a question that I feel quite a bit. And we're living in this really interesting period of time where because of social media, everyone has a platform, everyone has a microphone, and everyone has an opinion. And so uh, the first thing that I would caution someone toward, if you, if you think you want to go into media, is I would ask yourself, what do you really want to do? And if I'm speaking to a Christian, I would say, do you want to influence people for Christ? 
or do you simply want to be an influencer? As a Christian, your primary calling is to image Christ and to mm -hmm. administer the grace of God to the people in your circle of influence. But I think we have too many people who aren't interested in ministering mm -hmm. or, or who don't want to consider themselves ministers, but are very eager to be influencers. And so I think before you go into media of any kind, a, a real deep self-examination is, um, is something that's going to help you. And then the next thing I would say is if you believe that the Lord is calling you to some kind of media platform to administer that grace, mm -hmm. then go slow. Uh, do this in small steps and really think about your message and think about the people that you want to reach and then be satisfied with a very slow process. Because, Linda, I think we have a whole lot of very gifted people mm -hmm. who burn out very quickly mm -hmm. because they think mistakenly, mistakenly that it's supposed to blow up and be big overnight. And that the first th few things you do are going to get 25, 30,000 likes. And I don't know very many people who go from zero to 60,000 followers overnight. And honestly, that's not something you want. Um, that, that's going to put you in a place that you're not ready for yet. And so it, I, it's in one of the minor prophets where we are called to not to despise small mm -hmm. things. And if you are passionate about the message, and if you are passionate about reading reaching people with God's grace, then God is going to honor that. And he is going to give you a circle of influence. He gives each one of us a circle of influence. The size of it is up to him. And so we're simply called to serve one, and that's Christ, and then entrust him with the rest. And the reason I really want people to take that into consideration before they jump into a media platform of any kind is that then you won't be disappointed if you don't have an Oprah Winfrey-sized platform overnight. Mm -hmm. So... So many people are looking for the overnight success, yeah. right? And they don't understand what happened the 10 years before the overnight. Or the 20. <laughs> or 30. <laughs> you know, I mean, still waiting to break through. No, I'm right. just kidding. Not at all. But, you know, but when you're in it truly for the Lord, mm -hmm. then those things, it's not that they don't matter. No one wants to speak into a wind tunnel. No one wants to speak into a vacuum. But it's that they will matter mm -hmm. less and you will be more delighted with the process mm -hmm. as you allow God to grow it organically. That's beautiful. That is such sound advice. Well, tell us uh, maybe a high point of your career in media. What has been one of the most satisfying interviews or blogs or programs that you've done if you had yes. to pick? Yes, I'm going to, can I give you two? Oh, take two. Okay, yes. okay. So in 2009, I was working at a, a country music radio station in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 96.3 KSCS. And mm -hmm. our morning show had won um, best morning show of the year. And so that was a career high for sure. We got to fly to the Academy of Country Music Awards and we got to walk the red carpet and our seats were down front and center. We had better seats than some of the artists. <laughs> who were getting awards. So not of my doing at all. I was working with two very successful and well-established hosts. But here's why that's a high for me. It, it was not the accomplishment. It was because it was at that point that the Lord showed me just how empty that accomplishment was aside from Christ. Mm -hmm. And so then my next high was stepping down from that 
telling the Lord, okay, I, my life is yours. I'm going to do whatever you call me to do. And that led to six months of kind of radio silence before I got hired on at 90.9 KCBI, which is where I currently serve as a morning show host. And it was in those six months of being still before the Lord that he spoke so clearly to him. I was getting up and journaling and Bible studying every single day. And I heard so clearly from him in that period of silence so that when I started back in uh, Christian radio, it was just all the sweeter to put on those headphones and turn on that microphone. Mm -hmm. And then aside from that, at KCBI, one of the things that we've done that I, I just love so much is we have have started a women's ministry organization called Heart Strong Faith, where every year we do a major women's Bible conference. Mm -hmm. And we not only teach women how to love the word, but how to study it for themselves mm -hmm. and to grow in their own faith. Because one of the things I'm really passionate about, and Linda, I know you already know this, but God has a word for each one of us. God has a word for you and chances are he's waiting on you so that he can give it directly to you. You're a conduit. Um, I, I would like to think that I've been able to encourage people before in the Lord, but God's waiting to get each one of us alone in the quiet, in the stillness. And that really can only happen when we are faithful stewards of his written word and students of his written word. Well, that is so beautiful, Rebecca, and it's especially powerful coming from a media expert. I love it. <laughs> right on task. Well, uh, would you pray for uh, those in our audience who are maybe confused about media and just for the Lord yes. to help them discern and just that uh, I'm wanting to address any uh, discouragement people are having with taking in media and that yes. kind of thing or I, speak to that. And when I do, and before I do, I would love to speak a word of Please. encouragement. I have seen God pluck people out of complete and total obscurity and give them a very impactful media platform and media ministry. God is able to do anything. In fact, it's a miracle that he even chooses to use us. So if you believe in your heart that you are called to this, then you absolutely have to be faithful to that calling. If you know that God has called you to this, now it's a matter of obedience. And God is in the habit of using very little to do crazy big things for his kingdom couple fish, couple loaves, and he can feed 20,000 people. So don't be afraid about lack of resources and don't be afraid that you don't have the ability or the skill set. God equips those he calls and God enables what he commands. And so if God has called you to this, it's already there. Ephesians 2.10 says that God has prepared in advance good works for us to walk in and so if you're called, God is just waiting for you to take that step. And so if that's you, let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our friend, and I thank you for the way you've called them. I thank you that you enable and empower us to do everything you've called us to do. And so bless them and encourage them and strengthen them in the name of your Son and by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rebecca Carroll. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for joining us today. OnFire.Global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level, going all in with God like never before. 
So fire up your purpose, come find your people, and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.onfire.global.